Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, where we coach you in the Word. Uh, Getting ready to go into last night's Bible study, where we talked about the second part of the message that we gave for Christmas, called The End from the Beginning. We know you will enjoy it. We're going to join that service, and uh, we'll be back with you at its conclusion. We want to welcome all of those of you, by the way, uh, from around the world, uh, we had a major uh, download yesterday in Germany, and we're glad to have you as a part of our ministry. We hope we'll bless you with the Word of God. We want to welcome all of those of you from around the country that have uh, downloaded and are downloading with us. We appreciate you. We want you to contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com. FFCMA.org or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging. By the way, don't forget my book. It's in Amazon and in most bookstores. It's entitled I Surrender. It'll bless you, tell you some things about Jesus that'll encourage your life. Let's go into the store and into the message of the end from the beginning, the Christmas message for 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 6 p.m. Bible study. We're glad to have you. We're glad to welcome in our friends on uh, the podcast, Mike Springston FFC podcast, where we coach you in the Word. We're going to go into part two tonight of the end from the beginning, the message we preached this morning. We think we've got some more things to share with you on that topic that'll bless you. Before I do that, I want to thank all of those who had the great dinner today. What a time that was. What a great amount of food we had. And it was a blessing to get to spend time with many of you. And, uh, well, with all of you. And, and to, to talk some in uh, length with many of you. And so uh, I pray that you enjoyed it as much as we did. And the milkshakes were a very special touch. Uh, so... Uh, we thank every one of you that uh, took part in that and uh, made that happen. So let's have a word of prayer, and then we will get on with uh, um, our uh, Bible study for tonight. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We pray that you'll open our eyes, that we can see in our ears, that we can hear in our heart, that we can understand what the Word of God is saying then that you will allow us to be changed into the image of your dear Son by applying the Word. Father, we pray that we will hear from Jesus tonight. He'll show us what we need to know, do, understand, and demonstrate. And as the Holy Ghost speaks, may we receive it. And as we receive it, may we release it and reveal it to your people. We give you glory and honor for all that you're doing, for the word of truth, for the ministry of the word, and for those that deliver it. We ask it all in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man, and the Godhead. Amen and amen. I see Charles, and I know there'll be more of you coming. We welcome all of you in. Um, We're talking about the end from the beginning. We're going to read as our text tonight, Isaiah 46.10. Before I move forward, I want to correct uh, uh, this morning I gave a, a scripture as Haggai 3, and it's Haggai 2.19. There are only two chapters in Haggai, and uh, my mind got stuck on 3, and, and it's actually Haggai 2, where Haggai describes the Christmas story and the actual day that Jesus is born right in there. 
Anyway, wanted to just bring that to you before I get started. Isaiah 46.10, declaring the end from the beginning and from an ancient times, uh, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all of my pleasure. I want you to focus on that, and from the ancient of times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all of my pleasure. It's what the body would provide as a ministry means from God to man that would result in God completing all of his pleasure toward man, towards man. It was what was in him that would transform the world because in him was the blood of God that made him full of grace and truth. We know that to be from John 1.14. In him was the one who would be the author and the finisher of our faith. We know that from Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. So all of the required ingredients were necessary to justify, redeem, save, and bring man back into the original image of us, all in Jesus Christ. There was a place that he had to go that would reclaim the image of us. He had to have a body. He had to have a means to restore the dominion that Adam lost when he gave away his body along with his spirit. In having a body and wrapping his body around his spirit, he became the gift that gifted each of these things to us. Through his body came his blood. From his body, he gifted grace, truth, and faith. Now the Magi came to him and gave him gold because he was a king who would become Lord. They gave him frankincense because he was to become the high priest. They gave him myrrh because he was to die and become a savior. And all those gifts all involved the end from the beginning. As they acknowledged what had been planned from the ancient times, from the counsel of God and would in fact be completed in Jesus Christ. He would be a king. He would be a high priest. He would die for their sins. These were gifts that man gave. But he didn't transform the world by the miracles, the signs, or the wonders of which he completed. They were important to the people and to us as we read about them. But these works all pointed to how the Father was trying to identify himself in the people. These works didn't transform mankind. They transformed the individual. The world was in need of one to transform the entirety of all of the things that were wrapped in darkness that existed in the depraved mankind. They needed a means. To be transformed. And there was but one means to do that. There had to be a body. That encompassed the spirit. Who was filled with the blood of God. It is the blood of Emmanuel. Who is the God man. His blood has more force to apply. To the fallen spirit. And the body of mankind. Than the force that came from darkness. Why is that? Because the blood. Came through a body that was designed 
and designated from the council of God from ancient times. And that plan would stand eternally once completed. Man had been given two things that God had to correct. He'd been given a spirit that was in him as the image of us and a body to wrap that spirit in. God had promised these two that they would have complete dominion in the earth. Genesis 1.28, he gave that dominion to the image of us. Genesis 2, we see that dominion deployed as God wraps Adam in dirt and brings Eve from his rib. Now man has the two ingredients that allow for dominion. He had both the spirit and the body. God had determined his position concerning how he was going to interact with man. Man would have dominion in the earth. So he has spoken that they would control. And as we know the value of his word over his name according to Psalms 138.2. Satan comes into the serpent as we know. Man loses both of the things that God has given him to have dominion. So herein is the story of Christmas that we know. As we've read Haggai chapter 2 verse 18 and 19. And they told us he would be where he would be, and on what day he would be there. A body had to be introduced into the earth. That body would be a human. The word human means that he was dirt wrapped around the spirit, and it would be made alive by the blood that was flow through his veins. That blood, of course, we know was Emmanuel's blood. From there, God, through the angels, told us how the ending would be from the very beginning. He would be the blood that would be required to heal the body and the spirit. It would be perfect blood because it would be the blood of Emmanuel. It would be shed for the legal purpose of the destruction of sin that was perpetrated in the body and the spirit of Adam. So man could have a way made for the spirit to be renewed and revived back to its original condition. Man in general was given away by the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Man in particular who believed were restored in their spirit to have a relationship with God because of Jesus Christ. But there was a means for man to be filled with the abiding of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit so that Jesus could then operate through them. As I made mention this morning at the end, what Satan did by working through the serpent to disrupt the flow of mankind and to steal their dominion, God did countless, countless billions, millions, and zillions times more so in bringing to life the body and the blood of Jesus Christ because he regained dominion that way. Their operation was brought back to earth in Matthew chapter 28 when Jesus declared his complete authority in heaven and earth. Now then, why did Acts chapter 2 have to happen? Because once authority is declared, because of the blood of the body, there then has to be an ability for what has been declared to have an infilling into mankind. The actions of Jesus to bring that to that point were all operational. They were all done by grace, through faith, 
because of the blood that was shed for that specific purpose. But then there was the action associated with the body. This would be God's mean to walk with you in the cool of the day. He would be where Paul's message of Christ in you would come to full term. You would be filled with His Spirit. This would produce in you things that have uh, that had you had only a drink from the well. And that drink being salvation would not have accomplished. Man had to be brought full term until Jesus Christ could function out of you through the infilling of the Spirit. It wouldn't be just a well, it would be a river of living water that would flow through you. In so doing, from you He would produce a constant walk in the Spirit. The Spirit would bring you wisdom, which is the divine ability of God to apply the instructions that Jesus provides. He would give you divine knowledge that would consist of divine information. He would provide in you a divine ability to discern where you could know what the Spirit was doing and what Spirit was trying or attempting to operate in you, on you, and upon you. And you would be able to identify the Spirit of Christ. He would give you a faith that was finished and not developing. He would produce a wholeness that would describe how you would be healed. He would produce miracles from His dominion through us. He would speak through us with tongues. He would give us the ability to interpret what He has divinely spoken. And then He would prophesy through us with words that would allow us to be shown what's coming, what's happening, what God is doing. These are the gifts of opportunity that the counsel of God had predisposed in the birth of this baby. The means to get into this river of living water was because of the blood that was applicable and activating grace to be applied to your life and then you to come in through the gift of faith and appropriate what the blood has revealed through grace that could be applied to your life so that you could come through the stages of salvation and be brought to the moment where the man in the Godhead bodily could function through you. Now I want you to see this because this is the reason the baby came. He came to be a Savior. He came to be Christ. He came to be Lord. When they came to Him, they came and said, You've come to be a king. You've come to be a high priest. Huh? You've come to be a Savior. When you put all of that together, God is revealing the end from the beginning. God is telling them, the world, the angels spoke. Then the Magi spoke, and God is telling the world what's going to be the end from the very beginning. He's going to be a king. He's going to rule in you. 
He's going to take you out of darkness and put you into his marvelous light. From that light, he's going to speak through you and enlighten you. And he's going to bring you an indubitable power that's going to accompany his voice. And the Holy Spirit is going to speak as he speaks and he's going to use you to do it. What a glorious Christmas story God has given us knowing what the ending is from the beginning. Grace being revealed by the activity of blood has been given to us to apply to each of these steps so that these steps could be activated and appropriated for us as we apply our faith to it. The body and the blood dynamically engage the spirit world and they do it for our benefit and all that we have to do is appropriate our faith. That's all we have to do. What a story, my friends, to celebrate on Christmas morning. What a story to celebrate in the run-up to Christmas. It's the blood of a creator. The force of his created blood would destroy the things which had been developed as a barrier against you. Romans 8, look at it. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, how do we get there? How do we get from the flesh to the spirit? We follow Jesus, don't we? We operate in Jesus. I, I, uh, Jeannie, we come through the blood of Emmanuel, and that blood that is the, uh, 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 the, um, Architect, it is the thing that activates grace. Grace is applied to our lives. And from grace, we put our faith to it. And all of a sudden, we come into a new life. It's the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. And from that spirit of life, we come in to a walk in the spirit. Why? Because life, my friend, is always in the blood. The blood being the applicator of all of the other gifts that are required to minister to the believer. Activates grace and grace becomes the applicator of the actions of Jesus Christ the Lord. Faith becomes the means of which we appropriate the actions that place the actions into specific situations as they need to be applied to our lives. There must be something to activate or initiate the plan before the plan moves forward. How do we know that? Because the one who said from his counsel, from his words, the application of that counsel would stand forever. What did God do that made the application of his counsel stand forever? He sent Jesus Christ into the world as a body full of his blood. The angel said he was going to be the Savior, Christ the Lord. The Magi said he was going to be the king, the high priest, and that he was going to die. That's the representations of all their gifts. Put together, we see what God has done. How do we get into that? Because the blood has been shed. 
The blood has made the way. The blood has paved the way. As the blood is the activator, grace comes in, and at every step in your life, if you will come through the blood, grace will be applied, be able to be applied to your life. It doesn't matter what it is. Because he had a body that shed blood, at the end, when he became Lord, he took back all of the dominion. How did he get there? Through the blood. That's how he got there. It was the shedding of blood that made for the atonement. But out of that body came a blood. Jesus came back with a new body. He came back with a new title, the exalted Lord of glory. And he was saying to you and me, I now have total dominion. I have total dominion. How did I get there? Came through the blood. Shed my blood. I went through every step to bring it to you. Now I've got it. And it belongs to you. If you will come through this blood. Jesus said this is my body. And this is my blood. And they're given and broken for you. If you'll come through this blood. Then all of a sudden. What was in me that is grace will be exposed to you for the meeting of whatever need the blood activates it to be applied to. So what is it you need grace and the blood to do? Now then, knowing the truth about it, you can take your faith, which was begun in you as a gift by Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher. That means... He began it, he developed it, and then he finished it. Well, when did he finish it, Pastor Mike? When he sat down at the right hand of God as the man in the Godhead bodily. Now faith is perfected. All of it is perfected. It may not be yet perfected in you because you have not had to, the understanding of how to appropriate it into your life. Well, they told me that all I had to do was to believe and be saved, and that is true. You have begun to apply faith. But that's not the end, my friend. Because you're going to have many things in your life that you're going to have to operate in from the new covenant in your life that you're going to have to have a way to get into. The new covenant is sitting there waiting on you. But you're going to have to have a way to get into it. You're going to have to understand. Blood is the, is the means to get into it. Grace is what must be applied to your life. So if you're sick, if you've got a financial problem, a family problem, a children problem, a work problem, you can, I, I, I can't name all of the potential things that would come against you. I can tell you the way out of those things based on the birth of Jesus Christ, the body of which he came in, the dominion of which he took back, and the blood of which he shed. I can tell you how this is all going to work. See, they've always told you you just needed more faith. Well, my friend... <coughs> Having more faith is only going to be appropriate as you have the wisdom, which is the ability to apply what you know, the information, which is the ability to, to, to have and comprehend the information, and then the ability to discern 
what it is the Spirit is saying to you. Now, how are you going to get that? By denying the Holy Spirit? By denying the infilling of the Holy Spirit? By denying the works of the Holy Spirit? Well, certainly you're not going to get there by that. You're going to be stuck in a rut. And you're going to see the world through a glass ceiling. You're going to know there's more. Because you saw what Jesus did in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But you can't find a way to get it appropriated to you. Why? Why? If Jesus Christ has never changed and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God is still the same God, then why can't we get our needs met? Well, I'm trying my best to show you. You have to come. Through the blood, by following Jesus in every step from the cross to the tomb, to the resurrection, to the high priest, to his lordship, and then into the man who is seated at the right hand of majesty, who is the man in the Godhead bodily. Now, as you do that, the means to follow is through the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ is the thing that not only conquers sin and destroys sin, it destroys your flesh. It destroys your sin nature. It gives you the privilege of worship. Then it gives you the privilege of dominion as he, you come into his lordship. Then it gives you the privilege of Christ operating in you in those gifts of the Spirit and through the teachings that Jesus gave us in John 14, 15, 16, and 17. These are here for you, but we don't know. We just think we're going to just shout out the name of Jesus on everything. Well, my friend, let me tell you a little secret. In case you don't know it. There are those people that are as lost as lost can be that are standing in pulpits, in speaking engagements, in places today, telling about the name of Jesus and just trust God. God's going to do this and God, and they are no more in knowledge of Jesus Christ than I am a Chinese airplane navigator. They don't know it, but yet they're spouting it off because they think that that's all that it, there is to it. It is not. When the baby came, the baby came for the express purpose to be the sacrifice, legal sacrifice for sin, to shed his blood and then walk you through his steps in the blood all the way to the throne room of God. All the way to the throne room of God. How were we to get there? How were we to move with him? We were to move through the blood. It was to activate grace. Grace then was put out there to be the ability, the supernatural ability by God from him who was grace and truth to be able to meet when the blood activated grace, to be able to meet your every need. To be able to, to say, here is the answer. It's found in grace. What must you do? You must appropriate your faith to that grace. Grace is the answer. If you got saved by it, 
Then you will kill the flesh by it. Then you will destroy the sin nature by it. Then you will come into worship by it. Then you will come in to dominion of lordship by it. And then you will be filled with the infilling of the Holy Spirit until Jesus Christ can minister through you in greater measure to a deeper extent than the serpent was able to minister in and break Eve. Now, my friend, you're, you're sitting there saying, Oh, pastor, how could you equate what the serpent did to what you're saying Jesus Christ is trying to do in us. Listen. The serpent broke Eve until his few words destroyed and took the dominion of man. Now, Jesus Christ coming as the second Adam has offered you the opportunity to be infilled by his ability to communicate to you, to speak to you, and for the Holy Ghost to say to you the things that need to be said to lead you and guide you into all truth, show you all things to come, and give you the words to speak at the very moment that you need them. I would think that if I had the opportunity to hear someone defame the words of God to the extent that the serpent did and cause Eve to eat of something that was treasonous and ultimately destroyed man's dominion. And I saw the power in that. That I would conversely look over here and see what Jesus Christ, the end from the beginning, has been spoken. He will have Emmanuel's blood. He will be the Savior, Christ the Lord. He will be the King. He will be the High Priest. He will die. But yet, He will live. Christ will be in you, the hope of glory. I would think that what I would want would be His voice speaking out of the portals of glory showing me exactly what I need to be doing, what I need to be doing, and how I need to be doing it, why I need to be doing it, where I need to be doing it. I would think that if I would just pay attention to the Word of God, I would hear the second Adam. And I would hear the second Adam as he speaks to me. Because that second Adam, the Bible said, knows What's going on on the inside of me? He knows my thoughts and he knows my intents. He's digging around in me to find out what he and the Holy Ghost need to do to bring about the will of God. And with that, the promise comes out of Romans chapter 8 verse 28. That all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. I would think that we would want to seek that communication. That we would want to look for that. We would want to spend time finding that communication. It is for that purpose that Jesus Christ was born. It is for that purpose that the blood was shed. 
It is for that purpose that grace exists. It is for that purpose that you have been given the gift of faith. Ah! It is for that purpose that he has taken you from the cross to the man in the Godhead bodily. Because the counsels of God are absolutely sure. It is for this purpose that he sent back the Holy Spirit. And it is for this purpose that those who have received the Holy Spirit and those who are operating in communication with him, not just prayer that goes this way, but communication that are being given the application, the ability to apply wisdom, that are being given the ability to apply information and comprehend it, that are being given the ability to have a discerning, knowing spirit about the spirit world, that are being given the ability to operate in healing that is at the in continuum of wholeness, that are being given the opportunity to not act in developing faith, but to act in the faith of Jesus Christ. To be given the ability to not act in a state of bondage, but in a state of complete freedom, of miracles, because he is in dominion. This is why he came. This is what this whole thing is about. It's about you coming in to your spiritual perspective and living out your spiritual perspective. Now I'm going to close by saying this to you. You've heard me say many times, probably didn't understand it, that if you know Jesus Christ, you are living in your eternity right now. You are living in the conditions of your eternity right now. Now you understand why. Because when Jesus came back in Matthew 28 and Mark 16, and he made the comment, all authority is given to me. He was saying to everyone who has come into the eternal economy by the blood, activating the blood, applying grace, and then appropriating your faith to that. You have now come into the eternal economy and the eternal conditions. So from the eternal conditions, dominion is yours based on the name of Jesus. He said in my name, you're going to cast down devil, speak with new tongues, nothing outside you, nothing inside you, going to hurt you, and everyone you lay hands on is going to recover in the Lord, the Bible said. Him who had dominion confirmed his word with signs following. But we've never been told that. We've never been taught that. We've, we've just loved on this baby, and we've made this baby such, such a, a, a masterful gem of the moment. The baby is great. But what the baby accomplished was told to us from the very beginning. Between the angels and the magi, everything that he wanted us to know about what we would need to know in the end has been spoken. Now you can live however you want. You can live however you want. You can see and be blind. You can listen and be deaf. Or, as Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, 
let him hear. Father, I pray that you'll minister and that you'll move and that you'll touch your people and that we will learn to apply the blood, to use the blood as an activator so that grace can be released into our lives and applied to meet every need. And as our faith applies grace, may we, in the name of Jesus, experience dominion. The eternal economy of Christ in us, <coughs> the hope of glory, living, manifesting in our lives. We give you praise and honor and glory for all of it in the love and the name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man and the God here. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And um, that was part two of the message we preached on Sunday morning called The End from the Beginning. As always, we hope you are learning and studying the Word of God and it's ministering to you. Find Him as, as Lord. There you're going to find Him in dominion where every knee will bow and every tongue confess at his name. Find him as the man in the Godhead, and from there he is going to communicate through you in ways so dynamic that light will flow in greater ways than you've ever imagined. May God bless you until we speak again.